Hello and welcome to Talk Tales, a bartender advice podcast that is cheaper than therapy. We're your hosts. I'm Shauna. <laughs> and I'm Adele. <laughs> Do you think I was going to go up? Because I, I thought you were going to go up. You, I went you, down. I should have expected that. You're the wild card. You go up, I go down. You, you go, go left, down, I go right. I go if I you go forward, I go backwards. Yep. If you oh. do the hokey pokey, I'll turn myself around. Um, I'll do the Macarena. Oh. <laughs> oh, that. <laughs> oh, do you want to name some dances right now? I'll do it. I, will I literally it. only know that one. That's and it. Then, <laughs> <laughs> the jerk. And the and the um the cabbage patch. Oh, you know the one that the achy breaky heart one? Don't break my heart. My achy breaky heart. Well, in Spanish, we call it caballo dorado. Sing because it. That's a, it's no rompas más, mi pobre corazón. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that great in any language. <laughs> My favorite dance is the chicken dance. Oh, dude, that's universal, <laughs> right? That bridges languages, borders, Listen. countries. <laughs> chicken dance for president. It doesn't matter what party. Yep, chicken uh-huh. dance twenty twenty. <laughs> oh my gosh i'm glad that we can name dances as bartenders because if anything we've ever seen is de- definitely dances we've seen people dance we've seen people uh twerk we've seen people shake shimmy sachet twirl uh and i've seen people dance terribly what would you like, call that i don't know the jerk the, no because the... that's a that's a dance a disaster a disaster hot mess a hot, <laughs> a mess. hot mess i will call it a, a hot, hot mess. mess do the hot mess <laughs> do the hot mess bum, 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 bum. yeah there you go that's our new i riff. think we're on to something <laughs> yeah so um as bartenders you know we we do we see it all and we like to talk about our experiences and talk tales a podcast we've always gone through a bunch of stories but guess what we're in cheaper than therapy. We're not here for us. We're here for you. We are here for you always. That is why we are in this industry. That's Maybe. true. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. I mean, kinda, we're, yeah. we're, we're givers. We're, we're givers. givers. We're not takers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like to take, but I also like to give. But I was going to say something where you want to take, but... I was gonna go that route too, but then I was like, no, it's a you knew I was podcast. gonna. You knew I was gonna go there. You know what's funny is in my natural life, I like I'm not that dirty, right? I for no, some reason when I yeah when I get on the podcast, I'm like, gross, gross, gross. Say you're dirty. actually kind of a prude in real life. I know it's weird. It's actually really funny. And I'm you like, get that microphone in front of you. And and then, you're like, what? She's like, it's like, a it's like a big dick in my mouth. Finger blaster. And I'm like, whoa, Shauna. <laughs> oh, bringing back the finger blaster. Yes. It's been a while. Dude, oh, it like, has been a while. It's <laughs> a throwback. throwback hey, I didn't invent any of this. I just remember it. It goes stockpiled into my memory cards in my brain that like people say these things and, I, and then I throw them out there like right up the pussy. <laughs> okay, uh I am going to say this online. I got a package. I if the if I disappear, this is why I'm saying this on in public. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, if I disappear, that means the uh the Department of Homeland Security found me. Uh-oh. I'm not joking on this. The 2 kilos of cocaine? 
I got a package of two Ooh. kilos of paperwork from the Homeland Security. <laughs> really? For what? Dude, it's fucking crazy. I'm not, I'm not joking. I want to say this on online. Uh, maybe it's because I've had a drink. But uh, like basically I ordered a C-stand for the videos and everything that we do. And inside the package that was ripped apart and then retaped back together, there was another package of a USPS box that was shoved in there and retaped back up. And inside that package was three like huge things of Paperwork for the Homeland Security. Really? Well, where did you order your stand from? Just like uh, on Amazon. But oh, maybe it came from like a like I don't know, China or some shit, and they got beef with it, and they want to make you know that they're inspecting packages. You guys just let me know. You guys write me in and just wish me luck, because if I get taken away from the Homeland Security, you know what happened. Well, I mean, I've, I mean, I've, I've known that there's, especially right now with COVID, there's a lot of uh, inspections that are going down with like, I mean, maybe that has nothing to do, to do with that, but with spirits, like people are being very cautious about what, what they ship and what they don't. Are you because, talking about ghosts? Yes, definitely <laughs> ghosts. Like, like dead, like dead, like, ferment, like, like dead fermented juice that went into the other life and became a spirit. Wait, Those juice? Kind of spirits. Yeah. You know, like agave juice or grain <laughs> juice. I thought or... you said something totally different. <laughs> no, not that. No, Shauna. <laughs> well, I was saying Odell. <laughs> juice, like, 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 you know, gluk, 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 juice. Um, well, anyways, I, just let us know. Write us in uh, if anyone has ever experienced something or like this. Have you tried to uh, break down your, your stand and snort it? It might be made out of cocaine. Well, I do have a hefty bound of files about one person that's going to be deported back to El Salvador. So, Jesus Christ. That's yeah. so weird. Wait, so it, was, it had somebody's name in it? Oh, yeah. I know all about them. Oh. I'm not going to oh. say. So it clearly wasn't for you. Oh, no. Somebody threw it in there. Yeah. That is so weird. It's fucked up. One time somebody called at my work. A I mean, ex-bar that I worked at at one point. <laughs> <laughs> And and my manager called me. It was my day off, and they come and say, "Hey, uh, I forgot what department this falls under." They called about you, and I'm like, "Me?" And like, "Yeah, something about child support." And I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and they sent a letter to the, and it was like had my name, like my name, like initials and everything, and it said that I owe like a bunch of fucking money for like child support. You're like, what? Or, oh, no. Yeah, and I was like, no, it wasn't my name. It was my social security number and somebody else's name. Motherfucker. And I was like, what the fuck? It's so probably had... from one of those cell phones or that you've lost with like your your IDs and shit. I lose a lot of those often. <laughs> uh, but then, so then I had to call and I had to go to Sacramento because it's the capital of California and I was born in California and get all kinds of shit figured out to let them know that I indeed do not have multiple children that I owe child support to. But they were trying to garnish my paychecks. Damn, that's yeah. fucked up. And I was just like, bro, do Man. I look like I have three kids? Maybe, but I don't, I would never abandon them and not pay child support. Well, anyone listening, if you know somebody that's missing their paperwork for immigration, well, I got it. <laughs> It's but, fucked up, man. Sorry. Somebody's waiting for that. That's super fucked up. Yeah, really somebody's fucked waiting up. for that. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's really weird. Uh, so anyways, like, sorry to derail off of our main topic, which is giving amazing advice to our listeners. But we, like, we've been talking for a little bit and we're, Adele, we haven't introduced our incredible guests. 
you want to tell me a little bit about our guests since I was so fucking late and missed the fun? Yeah, dude. So basically we've crossed paths in our life, uh, this person and myself, and we didn't even know it until we jumped on the Zoom event, uh, the event, this event that we're having. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and we started talking and, and uh, we were connected by a previous guest, Denise. Shout out. Ew. Oh, yeah. Uh, Denise. Oh, Denise. Yeah. But, I love Denise. Yeah. Denise She's is amazing. Awesome. Yeah. It's, we realized that we had met before in, in passing through Denise at Everbar in, in Hollywood. Hollywood. And, uh, and so now all these pieces are coming together about being like, oh, this world is way smaller than uh, what's the smallest thing you can think of? Uh, okay. Luxembourg, an, an atom, <laughs> a particle, an atom particle. It's an atom. Oh, Adam's not that small. <laughs> hey, there you go again. There you go, you nasty girl. <laughs> Sometimes I say it, I don't even realize I'm doing that. <laughs> Anyways, enough about Adam. Enough about penis. Adam and his, <laughs> and his, dick. his small penis. His dick. Uh, but <laughs> so we have introduced Sarah Men Go is on the mics right now with us. Yeah, baby. Hi, everybody. Dude, Sarah's so rad. Uh, she is doing this really great Instagram channel called Historically Drinking. Uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, please jump on your Instagram right now. Like, just do it. I'm going to give you three seconds. No, I'm going to give you four seconds. Like, so pull over. Yeah. And and then put your hazard lights and do it right now. Like, wipe, quick, totally finish wiping your ass. And then do it. Do it. No, don't even finish. Just do it. Okay, put the toilet paper down <laughs> if it's clean. T- chill out, dr- air dry for a second. <laughs> and then do it. And then do it. All right. Stop. Now get on your Instagram. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and find and type in historically drinking because Sarah's doing this really great Instagram and I I follow it. Adele follows it. Talktails follows it. It's really fun. And Sarah, like, let's hear a little bit more about it on your end and like how you kind of came up with the whole concept of it. It's so first. It's so cool that you guys follow it. <laughs> it really it means a lot to me. So I actually started, the concept started when I was, um, uh, my mom was in hospice and I was sitting with her and it was hard to think about anything other than like my mom, but uh, there was tons of time when I was just sitting and looking out a window, but I couldn't like work. I couldn't like read. I just, I couldn't do anything. I needed a thought process to distract myself. So I just started coming up with all of these videos in my mind, like just creating all of these scenarios. And David Wondrich is my hero. Like (laughs) the man changed my life. So, and my mom was a big history buff. She was a history minor in school. So it made sense that I started thinking about this thing that was part like history and part booze. And I just, I created all of these episodes in my mind. And then on bus rides back and forth from the hospice to my home in the state next door, I just started like putting all the episodes down in my phone in in notes. But then once that period in my life ended, I went back to work and I just got like super wrapped up in everyday life again. And that notes page 
page just existed on my phone and I would see it sometimes when I was looking for my grocery list. You're like, oh, <laughs> it's a, a constant reminder though, which is good. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. And that, I mean, like, I feel like a lot of us have really amazing ideas at any given point and then writing them down really is such a good tool, even if you're not going to attend to them right there and then, but then if you're, if there's still there formulated in the way you had them, when you had them, it's such a good tool to refer to. Yeah, I'm really, I am, I'm super glad that I wrote them down, not because I referred to them later, because when I had time and sat down to start this, I went back and they were gone. <laughs> like the whole thing was just empty. So all of that was. Oh, wait, they, 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 they got deleted. They got deleted. I no! don't know how like, the folder was still there in my phone, but it didn't matter because right. at that point I had already taken the time to put them down. Yeah. So that like they were in my mind. Right. Like I like it was so it was already like the folder in my mind was hardwired. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, it's, weird. Able- it's yeah, it's weird. For me, when I when I was in school many, many moons ago, I would take notes and um i wouldn't have to refer back to them oh egg egg eggs having a egg, hard-boiled moment <laughs> uh, not a meltdown no, a, so it's, a, it's a poached moment she's poached. having a scramble <laughs> egg scrambling right now egg is scrambling right now uh, but i was saying when i was in school i would write notes down and i would remember the notes right because i wrote them down and then i'll be like well i remember this i don't have to write them down but if i didn't write them down i wouldn't remember them it's like the exercise of writing them down that almost like imprints in your brain in a different way and i know yeah. not everybody works that way people some people are visual some people are like um, auditory whatever but for me writing something down I will remember it even if I don't reread it. So maybe you work in the same in the same manner. I definitely do. And it does I can handwrite it, like you know, like I can print uh-huh. it out or I can or I can type it or right. what I just it's like that act of putting it on. Exactly. The page. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm very similar. So I mean I'm glad that that worked out for you because if they got deleted, you were able to retrieve them from your brain and be like, Yeah. And they were just outlines. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. That's so Sarah. Super cool. So Sarah, uh, like when you started writing down all these, you know, historical events and everything, what was the transition for you to turn all this information that you like threw in the back of your, you know, catalog of brain thoughts to developing them and throwing them onto the Instagram channel? Uh, so I was laid off in March, <laughs> like, I mean, everybody, yeah. And for the first little bit, I was doing other stuff, you know, but um, by about a month in, I was like, this is, I was starting to go really nuts and to feel like I was really missing. I mean, I was still drinking and I was still talking to friends all the time, but I was missing like a certain type of interaction, I guess. Like a third space, maybe the bar space. Yeah, totally. And I knew like I had this thing that I'd wanted to do. So I was like, this is, I'm going to start doing it. So I, I also, I listen to financial podcasts, like for the past two years, I am all over financial podcasts. I'm going to need some of that information. 
Same here, because yeah. Mama's oh, not doing very well with money right now. Hey. Right, I am. I will. I would love. I would love to talk to y'all about that. I love that stuff, especially for bartenders. It's uh, yeah for people in the bar world. There's very specific financial advice. I think totally. They, they, but, it's, it's the live the live whatever cash is in your pocket day to day. It's a uh, live live fast, die young. Yo 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 yo. And then we die old. Yeah, and then you turn thirty, <laughs> yeah, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't have a retirement. What the? Yeah. I screwed up. And then you're yeah. so thinking like, hmm, I should own property by now. <laughs> yeah. Something went wrong along these lines. <laughs> but I don't want to live in this shopping cart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> so, so one of the podcasts was talking about a 30-day financial challenge. And I didn't need to do a 30-day financial challenge because, like, I was good, right? Like, I had all that stuff in line. But I was like, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a 30-day video challenge. Oh, that's cool. Because I just have no idea how to do any of this. So I thought you were going to say, and I did that, and now I'm rich. <laughs> I'm like, I think um, we know a little better than that, no, Adele. I'm not. <laughs> I'm... Not. I'm I am, uh, I'm rich in new friends. Yay. Yay. Uh, but so I did the 30 day challenge and really those first episodes were super highly researched episodes. They weren't live. They were just like, I was putting them together to put on YouTube and those, that initial 30 days grew into doing videos live, which is really kind of where I've found like not uh, like a successful niche, but more than that, like I've found like that thing, that third space, like that interaction that I have so been missing with people. Totally. Yeah. Yes. Well yeah, said. I mean, we definitely can relate to that. I feel like for us that uh, we haven't been behind the bar since not in a meaningful way since since March. This is our third space. And to get to talk to other people in the industry like you and enjoy this so much. And then get to have callers and have the interaction and and you know connection via social media, whatever platform we can connect through. It's our third space now. Because we miss it. Well, that's the problem with us bartenders, is like no matter what, we went into the business because we're social animals and social creatures or maybe we didn't start off being social but you learn those social like skills through bartending so if you get like dramatically thrown out of that you know that that space as being a bartender and being social on a nightly basis to like two three in the morning you, you know crave and then, it. then you're like mm-hmm. i don't know how to behave like you know and you it's retrain like sitting down for me is so painful <laughs> Oh like I, know. I hate it it hurts me so bad like my knees hurt yeah. my back hurts and i'm like i'm so much more like so much better off standing for 12 hours 14 hours a day than i am sitting for like four hours i'm like i'm like ah like right now i'm like dying just oh. any attention no one's Dude. telling me i'm pretty anymore <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it is? <laughs> Nobody's well, telling I'm... me to put extra booze in the drink anymore. <laughs> no one's saying, nobody's saying, make, make me this, but put it in a non-girly glass. Yes. Nobody's threatened by my persona anymore. <laughs> I don't have any control over anyone's habits anymore. <laughs> I don't get to cut people off anymore. <laughs> You're out. Hey, Tony, get this guy out of here. <laughs> hey, Tony, get this guy out of here. <laughs> oh, 
speaking of Tony, he might be on the line over here because this, oh. this oh. telephone box is really blinking and going crazy right now. Like and crazy. Rainbows. Yeah, like this, yeah, rainbows. Every color, every shade, uh, every non-color, which I guess is a shade. It's black, <laughs> actually, technically, <laughs> if you think about it. Don't don't worry. I know my color wheel. Oh, wait, somebody's calling right now. I better answer it. Oh my gosh! This are is you awesome. re- are you ready, Sarah? I'm Maybe- I am so ready. Sometimes I just throw this stuff at people, and I'm just like, oh, "We're going!" And then I'm like, I should be a little more polite as a host and be like, "Well, is everybody ready?" Well, I was late yeah, in an I'm, hour, I'm ready. so you can throw it at me. She's, I got it. Yeah. She's been waiting for a while, so she's ready. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, the only girl, person I've been ready for the past two hours. Yeah. So come on, let's go. <laughs> <And the> <laughs> <only> <laughs> So that's my bad guys. And now, and now the caller, and now the caller's just sitting there being like, "Well, I'm ready too." And I'm like, "Okay, it's weathering well. away." <laughs> okay, okay, here we go. I'm gonna take the call. Here we go. Here we go. Hi, my name is Tawanda, and I wanted to know what's it like being a girl bartender. How is that for you? Thank you very much. Calling from Detroit. I love oh that snap! Question. What's it like being a girl bartender? Sorry. All right, this hold on. I, I gotta regulate on this one a little bit because we do have a huge light board of callers okay. right now. Uh, so let's uh, think of like maybe everyone one incident that really solidifies being a girl bartender. Okay, Sarah, take it away. Ooh, well, let me, Wait. let me let me move my big old big old boobs yeah. out of the way. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, I do think that it is different in some ways being a female behind the bar than it is being a male behind the bar. I doubt that any of my male bartender friends have ever had one of their guests say that they only sit in that particular seat so that they can look down their shirt. <gasps> oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, maybe one of my male bartender friends has had a guest say that they would look great in leather and lace because that applies <laughs> to both sexes, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that that's like a comp, you know, comp, like tasteful compliments or Always right. welcome. If you put no matter what yes. sex it is. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. If there's lace. Yeah. I can pee on you in lace. Ooh, classy. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, Adele. Right. You, now who's the dirty yeah. bird? <laughs> but I think I find this less so to be true in LA, but it was something that was definitely different about being a girl in Chicago was that um, men assumed that I didn't know things. Uh, and I was a brand ambassador here in LA and I ran into a lot of that same, uh, that same attitude when working events, like mansplaining happened a lot. It happened a lot. And not to say that that does not happen to male bartenders, because there are just some guests that think that they know everything. And um, there are some guests that know everything. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, true. Um, but there's way more, I, I see it way more often happening to me and other female bartenders by men who think that we just don't know shit because we're just a pretty face behind the bar. How can we possibly know anything? Totally. Okay, I'm gonna go the I'm gonna take the next one. So I, I wanna give a little bit of a history as far as female bartenders that 
in California, women weren't allowed to bartend until like the 70s. So like, think yeah. about that. Like the fact that the women bartenders are so prominent at this point, that's not that long ago. Like literally my husband was born in 79, you know? So like, and the only reason women started being able to become bartenders is because men who own the bars, I'm talking about California. I I don't know what the whole history across the country or like world is on this side. But uh, the only reason that uh, women were able to become bartenders is because men realized that sex sells. And so they're like, okay, well, we don't care what you really do behind the bar. Um, you know, wear the low cut shirt. And it was just like a happenstance being like, okay, let's just let her go because this guy didn't show up and just let her bartend. She knows the drinks and like, whatever, just put a low cut shirt on and like, let's go. And then their revenue went way up. So boobies sell alcohol uh, and sex sells alcohol and on both sides, like men too. I I mean, I can't say that I didn't spend a few more drinks when I was a young little chickadee when I wasn't even married and there was a hot bartender behind the bar. I'd be like, Hey man. But then I was kind of an asshole. I'd be like, Hey man, let's go do it out of the corner by the trash can. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) that didn't ever go well. I don't know why, but uh, shocker. (laughs) (laughs) well you know i actually i did an episode of historically drinking on female bartenders starting with the time of the revolution basically and yeah you're right like women bartending across the u.s was illegal like into the 80s there were laws on the books yeah i'm surprised there's some states that are, are still not doing it Yeah. I I mean, I would bet that there are still laws on the books. There's just nowhere that it's enforced. Totally. That's insane. But what's interesting is that through that entire time, there were two classes of women. So women who were thought of as respectable women were not allowed to bartend. Oh, if you're like a quote-unquote huzzy, if you have a tattoo, if you're like Well, no, if you were a a prostitute. You could bartend. Oh, like yeah. in the saloon, the stereotype of the girl in the, sal- the saloon or yeah, whatever the, with the, the thingies. It's the same thing as in the saloon, though. The, the saloon girls were allowed, women weren't allowed in bars, and saloon girls, hookers, were allowed in bars for the men. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like just tr- transition through that. And so, well, and they would bartend and they would also work for brands like whiskey brands back in the day would have these like prostitutes pouring their whiskey. Damn, the OG really... brand ambassador. Dude, and look at us now, baby. Prostitutes <laughs> till we die. Look at us yeah. now. I mean, I'm glad it, it, I didn't have to go that far. <laughs> you know? I mean, I'm trying to sell this product. I'm getting close. <laughs> I'm a whore for bartending. <laughs> I am a whore for bartending, baby. But I, I think, but I mean, all of this stuff is like super amazing and interesting uh history and it's actually pretty shocking when you start actually looking into it because you think that we're all so like far past all this stuff because we're living in this place where we're working this but it's really like close history um and i think for me personally the biggest realization that there was a difference because a lot of times i don't recognize differences in like gender but one of the biggest ones was similar to uh sarah about how people didn't really understand that I could have been making the things that were getting credit for. Right. So I was always like, I would just be making things. And one specific thing was I was doing a Who's cocktail a bar director who made this. And like, yeah. I did you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. And I no. was serving the drink as, as like the bartender in this like rich, like high rise apartment, like development thing. That was like a big release of like, like cut the rope, this apartment developments opening thing. And they hired me to do this like whole cocktail thing for them. And 
all these like suited up like real fancy who knows what the fuck they do guys were coming up being like this is really good who made this like who who like can you tell me who the bar director of this who made this mm-hmm. and all this like stuff me. like i and i'm like yeah yeah absolutely and I, i'd always take the high road i could be like me motherfucker punch you know but like <laughs> uh but i'd be like oh my god i'm so glad you like it this is awesome i'm like actually my name's shauna like uh i'm the bar director i made this cocktail but the thing that shocked me usually was that they didn't they didn't believe me. <laughs> they were like, no. They're like, you? Like, you do that? Because I'm, you know, and I'm like, you tiny, pretty little thing. You yeah, made this. You, yeah, you're tiny. <laughs> Fuck you. I mean, this seems to be a motif across the board because like my experience as a female bartender is, is, I mean, obviously there's a lot of incredible positive things about it. But yes, like people in the bar that I worked at, everybody that I worked at was a artist actor musician slash bartender right but they had their primordial like pursuit and then they bartend on the side to make money i was the only like for lack of a better term true bartender i was the only in that staff at that in that night i was the only spirits nerd and quote unquote and now that i'm like the most knowledgeable by any means but amongst us three i was the one that you would want to would ask know, something yeah. because these motherfuckers didn't know show it and i say that with love because i love them but they didn't know anything they didn't care <laughs> And I mean, I said with love. Those jabronis. So it was like super busy. And this person was, I mean, we're three deep. And this person waited a long time to get served because we're so fucking busy. And by the time the turn came around to this person, he was like, who here can tell me about agave spirits? And I'm like, you waited this long to to make me feel like I wasn't good enough to answer your questions. Surprise, surprise, motherfuckers. They don't know anything about agave spirits i'm the one you want to talk to but apparently i'm not good enough and that was just like that's happened to me a bunch where they're like, like i want me. him to make it and uh, yeah i want him to make it <laughs> yeah. that constantly mm-hmm. and it's just like infuriating mm-hmm. but at one point you can't let that get to you because it happens so often that it would just be defeating but my favorite part about being a female bartender is i think that amongst the struggle we find each other and we support each other really hard that's how i find shauna my heterosexual life partner and working in a bar where she was like the only other at that point. Yeah. You were the only other girl. Oh no. Laura, who's a badass bartender too. But, um, you, you know, it's just, you bomb. find, yeah, she's amazing. But we, you find other strong female figures and you kind of gravitate towards each other and you build this incredible, like, like, like net for each other. And it's a very fucking powerful force that cannot be reckoned with. Like, it's amazing. And that's my favorite part about being a female bartender, which is almost like a response to the shitty parts about being a female bartender. Boom. Drop the mic. Yep. Drop it no, right for, in the toilet. No, drop that it. Drop that mic in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. Remember when I said we were going to keep it in one sentence? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, let's, try, let's try again. <laughs> okay, let's that try that again. That was a really long sentence. <laughs> let's try that again. That was, that was a good question. I know. You're hitting, like, you're hitting all of our ribs on that one. <laughs> All right, here we go. We got another caller. Hello, hello. Hi, this is Tanya. My question is a multi-parter. I'm wondering what your favorite classic cocktails are, what your favorite modern cocktails are, uh, hopefully both sweet and, I can't call them savory. I don't know what the, the, the beverage alternative to sweet is. Uh, and what your association with them is. So thank you very much. I I hope it's better than therapy once I get it in my glass. Bye. 
<laughs> it sure will be, but it will also not be a sentence long answer. <laughs> All right. So everyone gets, uh, okay. I'm going to reiterate this one. So what's your favorite classic? What's your modern, uh, favorite modern, uh, cocktail, uh, association you, with it. Associ- and then association with that, whether it be sweet or spirit forward, I think is like what she was she said going sweet for. Or savory. Oh yeah. So yeah. For spirit forward probably. All right. Who wants to take it? Adele, you go first. Okay. Uh, favorite classic classic would be pass because I'm thinking about it because I can't decide right now. Okay, Sarah, go answer. go, Sarah. I got it. Yeah. So my favorite classic is a old, old, old classic. It's the champagne cocktail. Ooh. Okay. And the reason I love this drink is because it's light. It feels like you can you can start out with it and then just put on a bunch of other stuff after and you'll be fine. Although really it's, I mean, it's a full glass of wine, so it's not that light. <laughs> We're not going to lie. We're not going to lie here. Yeah. But so for those who don't know, a champagne cocktail is a sugar cube that's well doused with bitters with a sparkling wine put on top and then a, um, a lemon peel. And that's my go-to. If I'm at like a cocktail bar and I just want to sit and look over their menu for a while, I will always get a champagne cocktail so that I can take my time and figure out what I want to get. Um, also, a lot of places where I'm, I'm very picky and I know that I might not be happy with the cocktail list, I'll, I'll ask them to make me a champagne cocktail according to my instruction. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you know. Um so I that's my favorite classic. That. And the champagne cocktail is is very, very old, like predates our all the cocktail books. Um but then my favorite modern classic, it's uh, I'm gonna cheat a little bit on this one because it's not super modern, but it comes from like the 50s. So that counts prohibition, <gasps> the rusty nail. Oh, are you in- 80 in real life? <laughs> yeah, I am. Look, <laughs> yeah. Um, we well, would but... never know. You look great for eighty. You look fantastic you. for eighty. <laughs> Thank you. I'll tell my guy. <laughs> but I don't make the rusty nail according to the build that you find from like the the sixties, typically, which is. Um, equal parts drambuie and a blended scotch. I do my rusty nail according to a Manhattan build. So it's two parts blended scotch, one part drambuie, and then a couple dashes of bitters. And it is Ooh, divine. Yum. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. I like a rusty nail. I, yeah. I mean, I, it's called a rusty nail. Yeah. It's, I, it's, it's a, a cool, cool name. I like cool the way yeah. Sarah mentioned to make it. I, I'd be down to try that and give it a second chance or a fifth What about chance. a godfather? Too much, man. It's too much. Yeah, it's so sweet. It's but again, too much. But what if you tweaked it? Build. Yeah. If you tweaked it, I'm a, I'm a, I, I mm-hmm. fuck with that. Yeah. I feel like, like a, I feel like rusty nail and godfather kind of like go like in the same. Well, same thing with the Emerita Sour. If you tweak it like right, you can make a pretty good cocktail i it. love amaretto sour like with a egg good, white like, yeah but like when you tweak it not like the actual okay you know. we're derailing again oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. <laughs> favorite well, also i think drambuie is a really um undervalued modifier i think I it, it got dated for like a in it kind of got intertwined with the, like the disco era of like weird yeah. old cocktails that like didn't push over to the next like craft side i know yeah at my old bar we had one for like 
it's been there for years and nobody has touched it. Inventory is always 0.8 forever. It kind of sits, sits on the shelf with like uh, Galliano, where it's like, end, yeah. we'll move right through it. <laughs> for that one old timer who's like, I want a Harvey Wall banger. And you're like, okay, you're like, I'm going to okay. hit you on the head with it. That's the only Wal- Harvey Wall banger I know. <laughs> okay. For me, favorite classic. Interesting because my favorite spirit of all times is Mezcal. I will put Mezcal in all the classics and all the moderns. This is my favorite, but my two favorite cocktails don't have Mezcal in them. But my favorite classic is a Pan American uh, Clipper. It's my favorite classic cocktail. It's a um, Calvados or Applejack with grenadine and lime. And then it's like rounded out to not be super sweet with absinthe. And it's like my all time, it's almost like a, it's like a, uh, it's delicious. It's so refreshing. I love, um, Applejack, I love Calvados, and that's like the perfect vehicle for it. It's my favorite classic. Like, and I was gonna go with daiquiri, but I feel like daiquiri can change so much depending on what rumps you use. Uh, the Pan American Clipper stays pretty consistent, like through and through. And then my favorite, like new modern, like modern new classic, or whatever, is the uh, penicillin. I love like, penicillin. It's like, and it's really hard to fuck up because there's so many bold flavors going on there that it's just like, you fucked it up. Doesn't matter. You put Islay scotch in it. You can't taste any of that. So it's great. I love that. You know, <laughs> we love the scotch. apparently. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Wow. Nice. Double scotch. Um, I'm going classic. Like it's, um, a Vucare. I think it's Ooh, one of the Vucare. fucking best, like, uh, most balanced spirit forward cocktails you could ever see on a menu. You mean uh, taste? or in your mind or in your existence on this planet. And I freaking love them. And from the second I, it was, you know, somebody turned me on to them. It was actually this dude, Mikey, uh, who in Baltimore, he was like, I had this cocktail in New York city. Like, and I can't remember the name of it, but it was like, it, it was a, a rye whiskey cocktail. And it had, it was like the most balanced, most amazing cocktail I've ever had in my life. And I want to say this was like probably like 12 years ago, 10 years ago or something like that. And I was like, okay, what is it? What is it? Tell me, tell me, tell me, you know? And so then I lo- we figured out it was the Vucare and we, and I made it and I looked it up and figure out the recipe and made it. And I was like, holy shit, no joke, man. This cocktail is fucking good. And I don't drink them very often, but it's kind of like the Beatles where it's a treat. Well, it's like you, you don't think about, you you know, you've been listening to it so many times in your life and you know the songs like the back of your damn hand. So you don't think about it anymore. But when you make one, when somebody requests one, when somebody plays, you know, it's been a hard day's night. I don't know why that's the song I'm thinking of, but uh, you go, holy shit, I fucking love this. <laughs> You know, it's like, I forget how much I love this. This is a great fucking cocktail. You know, it's a beautiful song. This is awesome. And so, yeah, Vicare for me. And then new classic. Would a margarita be considered a new classic? I don't, I don't even know what I year. I think it's like a classic classic. Is it though? But it's, po- it's post-prohibition. Uh... I mean, it's a damn good cocktail. I'll tell you what. Right? It's a classic pre pre prohibition and prohibition. You could do a Tommy's margarita. Yeah, I like I like some I like some uh, curacao in there. Yeah. Oh God, a class. Okay, maybe like I say, if if you want it to be a margarita, then it gets to be a margarita. (laughs) I don't know. I like. I've never I've never thought about it that way though. I've never thought is a margarita actually a classic or not. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's I based guess it's on a, a daisy, right? Yeah. Which the daisy is the classic. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Margarita. 
Mezcal margarita. margarita. How's that? That's, that's that's a that's a new classic. Yeah, mezcal margarita. Oh, or a, uh, like a, a <laughs> yes. Yeah, like a Oaxaca sour or something like that too. Oh yeah, that sounds damn good. All right, here we go. Hi, this is Bob from Los Angeles. Uh, my question is for Sarah Mangoni. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, Tales of the Cocktail, and uh, I was just wondering what kind of uh, interesting things you might be covering in the near future. Thank you very much. Have a good day. We got that? Like the convention? In New Orleans? Well, I am also a big fan of Tales of the Cocktail. Same. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm a big fan, too. My liver hates me for it, but that's all right. (laughs) (laughs) I really hope that that's something we get to go do next year. And I will certainly talk about whatever's happening there um, in an episode of Historically Drinking. Do you guys think it's going to happen next year? We'll see. I don't know that there's there's that whole uh, vaccine happening. So I mean, I just like, oh man, I feel like when it happens, it's gonna be a fucking shit show. People are gonna come out there with a vengeance. Yeah, come drink it for two years. When we all get released from our, we're gonna go over there like two years worth. Let's go. You think we've been feral before? We are gonna be feral. Oh, I think I might die. I almost died last time. Oh my god, there's there's another caller. Hey there. I'm hoping Sarah is around. What I need to know is, with the way everything's going this year, clearly the apocalypse is on its way, and I need to know what to drink in that event. Thanks. Apocalypse cocktail. All right, we got three minutes. Go. One minute each person. Mezcal. Mezcal, 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 mezcal for 60 seconds. Yeah, I'll go mezcal old fashioned. Definitely fill your flask. I'm going mind eraser, mind eraser, mind eraser, mind eraser. <laughs> any, any, any questions? <laughs> oh, another caller. Another caller. Um, I have a question for bartender Sarah. Um, I'd like to know um, her thoughts on crushed ice uh, versus ice cubes, and um, whether the um, size of the ice cubes can. Um, have any difference in the drink itself as far as flavor and uh, overall experience and uh, chewing on ice, whether that's a good way to um, solve mental health issues such as uh, various uh, depression and frustration with um, present circumstances. I always find that when I chew on ice cubes, it just makes me feel better. Um, So I was curious as a professional what her thoughts on that would be. Okay, thank you for your... um, attention to this matter and i look forward to sarah's response bye sarah i'm looking forward to this response too take it sarah this is all you baby well i would like to address the latter part of the question first i am not a dental professional (laughs) um (laughs) i have heard that chewing on ice is not good for your teeth so there's that, but, but it feels uh, good. in 2020, whatever gets you through, man, whatever gets you through, you will have dental insurance again one day. So you'll be able to, or you know, no teeth <laughs> or no teeth. And then you don't have to even worry about going to the dentist. So yeah, chew on that. Ice. And then at I'm the not... same time, the ice is probably going to help your gums. Yeah. It won't hurt. They're numb. And you're drinking more water. Yes. There you go. I'm a, I, I mm-hmm. chewer myself. So I relate to him. It feels nice. All right. 
Okay, so, so there you go. It's all right, Sarah. So the you. the first part of the question about ice and uh, making the cocktail. What do you think? Yes. Yeah, so ice is is super super important. Um, I very much prefer if I'm making a cocktail for myself or somebody else to have a nice big cube that I can shake or stir with the cocktail that will cool everything down to the to the level of cold that I want it to be at without melting a great deal. So if I have a if I have a big cube as opposed to like a little like tiny a little wiener cube. A little wiener cube. Yeah, no one wants that. <laughs> I don't want a little wiener cube because when I'm shaking or when I'm stirring, that little wiener cube is going to melt very fast, and all the water that was in that cube is going to jizz all over. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> it's going to um, get into my cocktail and maybe make it like water down my cocktail. So yeah, I try to use that at home. I have I have like the like big ice cube trays that make big square ice cubes. And I use those when it's really important to me that I'm making a good cocktail for somebody or for myself at work. I really try to make sure that we always have a cold draft or a Yoshizaki machine or something that's making big ice cubes, not that little shitty ice. Because the little shitty ice, you take the cocktail, you shake it like three times. And then it has to strain it out. It's not cold enough and it's already over diluted. It's terrible. Now, the first part of his question was about crushed ice as opposed to cube ice. And there are bartenders who want to put every single one of their cocktails on crushed ice. And I get it. It's sexy. (laughs) Provocative right for some drinks you can't do it all the time there are a lot of drinks that need to be on cube ice but to profitize a little bit if you are in a bar and you have that big nice ice i really think that if you're not already doing them switching to dirty dumps is a good idea shake your cocktail and then just pour the whole thing right into the glass with the ice as long as you're using big ice cubes you're not hurting your drink in any way and you are saving some water and doing something good for the environment if you're in a bar where you have little shitty ice don't do that work work somewhere else <laughs> go work someplace else <laughs> or, convince, or convince your managers and owners to get decent ice and save so on their water bill possible and save the world yeah dude yeah. thorough you got- is that everything yeah yeah Woo! boom boom boom, okay. boom. good work Done. good work all right guys i'll see you later <laughs> We still got, there's all these callers. Oh, okay. okay. You're, right, you're right. basically moving in with us. What was your favorite, most memorable experience working as a bartender? And was it the day that Nick Cave came in? It was a two-part question. Thanks. I Somebody you knows met, you. You met Nick <laughs> yes. Cave? Yes. That's my BFF, Kayla. And I would have uh, cried. So, who is that? I don't know who that is. Nick Cave? I thought it said <gasps> Nick Cage. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, when Nick Cage came in, I was all right. You're like, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah. cool, cool, cool. I don't know who Nick Cage is. <laughs> Nick Cave. Uh, Nick Cave. Oh, Cave. Nick Cave is uh, one of my one of my favorite performers. Uh, look him up. He's, he's a musician. Weird. He's dark. He's basically a uh, god. 
of goth yeah. people oh, and goth. sadness yeah. in the best way possible. It's like when you yeah. really like being sad, but you actually seek it out and you enjoy being sad. He's who you but turn Nick to. Nick Cave just isn't sad. He's sad and he's like sexy sad. It, it's, it's like you want to get sad and then fuck. You listen to Nick Cave. <laughs> yes. Ooh, Adele, you're yeah, taking it on. Take it, yeah, take on this, perso- this sexy persona. You take yeah. it, Adele. This is take a sad it. sexy. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that. <laughs> fuck, fuck me! Oh. Fuck me! <laughs> so Nick Cave did not come into my bar. My oh. bar was in. It was in Chicago. It was in a hotel, the Hotel Monaco. It was Southwater Kitchen. His band, the Bad Seeds, Ooh. sat at my bar, and I just couldn't breathe the entire time. But they were all staying at my hotel, oh. and I told everybody in the hotel to let me know if Nick Cave showed himself anywhere. So I was down in the office like later later that day. I was down in the office working and somebody called me <laughs> to tell me that Nick Cave was at the front desk of the hotel. She died. So I Hi. ran up to the front desk. I grabbed a clipboard on my way up because I couldn't talk to him. Like I couldn't go up there and talk to him. He's a guest. Like it doesn't matter that you know he is what he is to me like i need to give him his privacy yeah otherwise you also be a creeper kind of yeah i don't want to be a creeper like he's you know he's living his life i want to let him live his life but i also wanted to breathe his air so i grabbed a clipboard ran up to the front desk and then just went and like stood at the end of the front desk with the clipboard in my hand like writing on it And I like was talking to the people at the front desk and just like sidling closer and closer to Nick Cave. Oh, hey, oh, hey, what's like... up? You're trying to smell, right. smell him like, hi, yes. welcome. I do that. Yeah. I did that same thing, the same scenario, but with Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> Cheech Marin. Um, I, love I let him stay in the bar late one night. He came in right as we were closing him and his son. And when they were, I was like, we're staying open for Cheech. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. So as he was leaving, he kissed me on the cheek. Oh, that's cool. Which was both amazing and disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. Was, it was really, it was two very different things. Did, was it, did, he put, did he put tongue like, uh, like, uh, no, he was like, he was like, he was like all lips. Like, he was like, was it like greasy? Like, <laughs> did you feel compelled? Like, to... He was, he was respectful in his kiss, but his lips wanted more. Ew. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh yeah. Did, would you feel, did you feel compelled to quote like Chi and Chong? Like, oh, I like your chest too. Or like some <laughs> shit like that. I am. Thank God I am the worst at quoting anything because if I, I'm me, like certainly something really embarrassing would have come out of my mouth if I remembered anything. So that was your best bartending shift. My goodness. Her favorite. That was, I've had a few, a few really good ones. I've been the bad seeds sitting at my bar. Oh, I would have flipped my shit. Mine's Miracle Bar and Pittsburgh. Favorite bartending shift of all time. If so you know, fun. you know. If you know, you know. You could do some research and find some photos, I'm telling of, you. Uh, of a naked man with powdered sugar and <laughs> Mara Carey. Look it up. <laughs> There's evidence. There's evidence. It's just what we do. Okay. It's just what we do. It's a long story. <laughs> All right. I, I, that, that's, one of, that's one of my tops for sure, too. Miracle Bar. In Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. Yep. And Pe- Mariah one, Carey. One, All we got to oh. say is onesies, powdered sugar, 
Mar- and so Mar- Mar- Carey, not her, but her song, the Christmas song she has, the the uh-huh. that one, and like <laughs> oh, and the a, Hangover and that started thong, that one, yeah, an airport, and then the the Cisco Thong song. It was a whole thing. <laughs> That was fun. You, I wish that was videotaped. Yeah. If that was videotaped, that'd been amazing. We oh, there's it. a ringer. Well, there's there's a there's a phone call. Wait. Oh, the, okay. we have it. Oh, there's a phone call. There's oh. a videotape. Wait. Oh no, there's a phone call. <laughs> hey, I have a question for Sarah. I was just wondering, does the LM in your name is that for liquor master? Just wondering. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know who this girl is, but I really want to hang out with her. Girl, I have boy, an whatever. idea who it is. But I, w- I want to hang out. <laughs> Liquor master. Um, All right. Well, as of right now, yes. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> Sarah, Liquor master. Liquor master. Down, down, mm-hmm. down, down. Liquor master. Down, 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 down. Liquor master. <laughs> Adele, we're starting a metal band right now. That's all right. I feel like that would be that's pretty on brand. That's good. <laughs> There's another caller. So I have a question for Sarah, um, who's supposed to be on the show today. Um, this is Jeremy, and I was wondering. So we all have that nemesis alcohol that we drink excessively when we were super young, underage. And what is that one for you? And could you make a good cocktail out of it today? Mine, Jackson Morgan. Can't smell it, can't do anything. Um, oh, it's memories of throwing that crap up. But what <laughs> would yours be, or do you have one? Um, I guess I've never really asked this question, but that's the first thing that came to my head. Anyway, hope that helps. Bye. Great question. Great oh, we all have we all know our answers on this right off the bat. So oh, my Jaeger. Jaeger Jaegermeister for me too, yeah. bro. Can do it, yeah. can smell it. So I, tried, acid. I tried to make a cocktail that we had a guest that was working for Jaegermeister, like maybe when we first started the podcast and we tried to get crafty. I'm like, okay, I can maybe drink this. But I was like, no, no, I can't. I can't do this. I can't it's, do this. It, it, yeah, it's like a muscle memory at this point. Whew. It's too bad because Jaeger's good. I mean, if I'm at if I'm at Death Fest in Maryland, if I go to Maryland Death Fest ever again, if we ever let us go out of our houses, I go to the Jaeger booth right away and I do a Jaeger bomb. That's how it started out. I mean, it's not so much it's not like good. I I don't like I actually now that I like Amaro's, I probably would like it if it's the first time I ever had it, but it's more like I just drank so much of it with Red Bull and I cannot drink Red Bull anymore. If I smell Red Bull, I can taste a puke in my throat. I'm like from my Sirfron acid. acid, baby. Pooey. That thing put me, put me there with on me a too. wild ride, that Sirfron acid. But that's why a lot of people that's don't like gin. Because I the most recent drink menu that I've done, I have a grown-up version of a Sirfron acid on. Ayo. <laughs> I'll drink it. I'll do it. I'd have it. All right, Sarah, what's yours? I it's not a it's not a spirit. It's Cisco. Ah! What's this? Guy? <laughs> it's what like mad, it's like Mad Dog 2020. Oh, ooh. Yeah. it's a yeah, malt liquor. Ooh, oh, yeah, yeah, King, uh, King Cobra. No, uh, no, it's sweet. No, oh, it's like flavor. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah, It's uh, I drank a hell of that shit. Damn, when I was a teen, not Boone's Farms. Teen. What about Boone's Farms? 
Uh, Boone's Farm wasn't cool. Too, Cisco too girly. was cool. Like, Cisco was definitely in a rap song at that point. Like, there was the rapper Cisco, and then there was, like, a song about Cisco. Dude. I drank way too much. Well, you would like slow. this, Sarah, you'd like this at the uh, old bar I used to manage. We used to have a carbonating, like, uh, capsule thing where it was hooked up to the uh, CO2 tank, and we, we could put anything in this little, like, capsule and hook it up to the co2 gas it and oh be God, bubbly dude we used to go down to the liquor store and buy mad dog 2020 and fucking bring it back it, this was like a craft what? like yeah this was a craft oh. cocktail bar this was like a, a fine dining craft cocktail bar and we would freaking zap mad dog 2020 and do shots of it like ah. we're reckless Oof. That's brilliant. That's my kind it wasn't of craft bad, cocktail dude. bar. It wasn't bad. <laughs> I mean, remember we didn't get hangovers that almost killed you? Oh, they gee, do. Like I, I just had four glasses of eggnog. I'm going to be hungover tomorrow, dude. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I could down bottles of Cisco and yeah. be fine. Be like, bum, bum, yeah, bum, bum, I remember, what? you know, being 19, lit, like fucking liter of Jaeger. Be like, okay, that sucked. Anyways. J-Mo was my thing. Let's go Let's go fucking class. <laughs> you know, just fucking reeking like Jaeger. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> were, were we all idiots? I don't know. Probably. Uh, okay, guys. I'll, I'll, there's just two more callers on the line here, and I, I, I feel bad that we've been waiting wait this whole time. Oh, they I wonder. I hope they're still there. Let's make, let's make sure. Uh, hey, caller. Hey guys, uh, greetings from Chicago. My name is Quinn Spencer, and I'm calling, wondering what some of your favorite festive spirits are to help everyone that is having a hard time getting in the holiday spirit, get into the holiday spirit. Thanks so much. Look forward to hearing your answer. Let's get into this holiday spirit with spirits. Go, Sarah! Well, eggnog. Yeah. yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've loved eggnog since for all, forever and ever and ever. I mean, I associate it with, with the entire holiday season. Uh, this is the first year. Well, last year was the first year that I was able to make eggnog stick around long enough to age it for. And this year I've been able to age eggnog for like a month and a half. Cool. I made a huge batch in October. So like, it's super fun to have that on hand to drink, but you don't need to age it. Like you can just make it and drink it immediately. Like it is so like, don't we all associate the holidays with eggnog? Well, you can you know, age like, eggnog. That is blowing my mind right now. Yeah. What? Oh, dude, you can age it for eat for years. Dude, like cheese? Yeah. Like Whoa. a steak? Like cheese. No, like you a can't. steak. Whoa. Yes. Bro. Wait, you can age steak? <laughs> what? Yeah. Like a milk like a milk steak? <laughs> Look at like my 80-year-old face. Oh huh? my god. <laughs> I didn't know you can do that. I'm gonna have to get back to yeah. you on that one. Like a milk steak. Oh my but gosh. I'm a big fan of eggnog myself. Love me some yeah, rum just and eggnog. Put, as long as you put the booze in it first. High proof. Oh, the- yeah. oh, okay. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But right, uh, yeah, hop, you just hop you on rum. strain it. You're a hot uh, yeah. Uh, you're a hot butter rum bitch hot butter rum but i also really love like uh applejack and calvados it's like i love it but i don't drink it throughout the year enough definitely this time of year it's like yeah calvados all right uh, here's a here's a way applejack. way way off one uh if anyone knows this i'm gonna be like yeah this is it's called viditus and it's a lithuanian like liqueur 
that's super crazy high proof. I want to say it's like 110 plus proof. It's kind of the only time I've ever actually had it is in a bar that was bootlegging it. (laughs) Wow. Uh, but it's like a, a Lithuanian spirit and it's freaking delicious. It's like drinking apple pie, but it's really fucking high proof. Like it will knock your socks off. It's, I mean, that would put anybody in the holiday spirit. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think What's my, it called? it's called Vititus. Vititus. I think it's spelled V I V I T I T U S. Vititus. That sounds like a black metal band name. Vititus. Oh, dude. Like, no like one steal that. Metal. When I start like, my metal band, it's called Vititus. Like an Norwegian black metal band. Yes. <laughs> so this shit is fucking good. Last time I drank it was in Baltimore, and uh, my brother-in-law drank it, and we for he died. Like, well, and then he died. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh and uh no he ended up walking we had like a circular driveway at this old like man like rundown like falling apart mansion that we were living with like eight people and he like w- was just walking around a circle of the driveway for like three hours trying to sober <laughs> up we're like is he okay <laughs> it was gnarly but yeah that that shit that will fuck you up that that's the- are you lithuanian no <laughs> <laughs> Nope, not at all. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. No. Uh, oh, oh my gosh! So it's our final final caller here. I'm gonna let her in and see what she, uh, or let this person in. I have no idea who's calling, uh, and see what this person has to say. This is for Sarah, uh, William Mingoni, and um, I was wondering. This is my second question. <laughs> I was wondering what you were drinking the day that you gave me your no ridden sweatshirt, then decided that it wasn't mine that you gave me because you couldn't remember that you gave me. What was it that you were drinking? Because I know you were at Hamilton's and you were hanging out with Mark and then you gave me that sweatshirt. And then I accidentally leave it in your car and you took it back saying it was never mine. So what was it that you were drinking that don't remember you took it from me? Anyway, that's it. Bye. Damn, called out. Shots fired. Shots fired. That MFR. He calls himself my friend. (laughs) Shots fired. Shots fired. (laughs) <laughs> hey, so what were you He's, drinking, Sarah, that you forgot to, that you uh, gave him the sweater? Pro- this was a while ago. It was probably an Alizé and Red Bull. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. This was or a while ago. it could have been a Rolling Rock, one or the other. So this is this is deep, deep-rooted, like, you know. Way back when. Yeah, way, way back. Yeah, that's, that's, it was my sweatshirt to begin with. It's still my sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still have it? Yeah, I still have it. You want to see it? <laughs> yeah, let's see it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, keep talking. Okay. I'll be right back. All right. We, we'll keep talking. Adele. <laughs> but have you Bye. ever given a sweatshirt and forgotten about it? No, but I steal a lot of them. Oh, do you have any of mine? Uh, no, they're too small. They don't fit me. <laughs> and they're too way too dirty. <laughs> they don't fit me. But I steal Scott's all the time. He hates it. He's like, that's my sweatshirt. I'm like, that doesn't even fit you anymore. I, I take Johnny's too because all of my sweatshirts have bleach all over them. I'm like, same. Yeah, Same. I'm like, I don't know how. It. I don't or have why? anything nice. I have no nothing nice. All right. I think my husband is washing the sweatshirt right now. <laughs> <laughs> the 
it's a good husband. <laughs> but it's a sweet, it's a sweet sweatshirt, oh. and it's like old, old school band. So it's just like all vintage, cool. So for this collar, do you think this collar will ever, ever get the Forgive sweatshirt? You. No, ever get it back or oh. like receive it as a gift. I mean, I'll bury him with it. There you go. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> will you got to put it in the will now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. Is it Van Halen? No, it's Good Riddance. Oh, that I know Good Riddance. They are from my hometown. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Is it riddance. blue? What color is it? It's black and it says good riddance and it has all these like skulls right across here. Oh, cool. Dude, my, uh, the drum or sorry, the guitar player from good riddance learned how to play guitar at my dad's store. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. Luke Paulbridge. No way. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. True, true story. Wow. True story. Oh, that's so good. That Santa Cruz, Small that Santa Cruz punk rock, baby. I don't know who that I is. That's the shit. I, I that's it. what I grew up in. That was that was fun times, dude. Yeah, we would have there was awesome. like pits the site. Like we go to the shows at the Vets Hall and like Palookaville and shit. And the whole freaking building would be an entire pit. Like if you didn't want to be in the pit, you'd have to be on a chair, like a folding chair on the wall. It was crazy. It was so fun. I was seeing them at little teeny tiny venues in Chicago, dude. and it was. It was always a great time. I totally miss it. That's what he said was good riddance. That's so funny. I used to have a, yeah. I used to have a few good riddance sweaters, but I don't have them anymore. I bleached. Yeah, I, I mean, bleached it's them. probably thanks to Jeremy stealing mine and me stealing it back that I still have it. <laughs> That's <laughs> hilarious. Long gone. Wow. What a trip. It's old. It's like, it's like 15 years old at least. Yeah. Cause that was like, that was late nineties, early two thousands or mid to late nineties, early two thousands with good riddance right yeah no definitely like maybe early 90s mid 90s all all through the 90s yeah because i was i was i saw him at jade street park at this when i was in like seventh grade i want to (sighs) say which was like you know 10 years ago (laughs) i was older than that but not much (laughs) (laughs) yeah right i don't i don't believe in that whole like oh i'm younger than i am shit i'm gonna i'm always gonna say i'm older than i am some people are like damn right you look good unless i'm like haggard because i drink too much and smoke for too long (laughs) (laughs) i'm 55 you're like i thought you were like 65 and i'm like i'm fucking 40 bitch (laughs) i mean i've drank all my life and i used to smoke and i'm 80 and look at this shit <laughs> oh my gosh okay we we've we've taken up all of, like so much of your time today sarah we've basically been hanging out for like five hours <laughs> that's my bad i'm sorry again i've, I've so been late. dude i'm i've enjoyed every every second of it and uh i really appreciate all your time and uh, you know coming on cocktails cheaper than therapy and sharing your expert bartender advice because you know we all have the best bartender advice it might not be real it might not be professional but it is advice nonetheless so sarah this is <laughs> this is your time it might not be good <laughs> it might not be good but it's going to be advice nonetheless but it's you, you take it. so uh, sarah now's the time to like plug anything you're doing um your instagram and everyone you know if they didn't catch it on that whole good like two minutes i let them look it up before now's another time to re, re <laughs> you know remind them and uh refresh their memory on your instagrams and anything you're up to 
Yeah, so I am, you can find Historically Drinking on Instagram. I am live on the gram every Friday with a booze-soaked episode. You can also find me on YouTube under Historically Drinking, and um, you can email at email me at historicallydrinking at gmail.com. Yay. Amazing. Absolutely. Check it out too. It's fun. She does. She's done some really great episodes. So every, you know, she, and she preps all week for them. So, uh, so yeah, support her and, uh, do whatever you can to support any fun creative projects and she's doing it. So thank you so much Sarah, for coming on here. Thank you so much for having me on. It's such an honor. Yeah. I'm what so a happy treat with you too. Absolutely. You here today. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you so much, listeners, for tuning in. This is Talk Tales, the podcast, Cheaper Than Therapy. Uh, we appreciate you guys so much. And if you appreciate us, this is still, guess what? Three, almost four years later, a DIY project. Uh, and any of that love helps us grow. All you got to do is hit that like and subscription button on your podcast platform that you listen to podcasts. Tell a friend. You know what? Put your thumb up your friend's butt and say, listen to Talk Tales of Podcast uh, because you'll get this kind of quality comedy. <laughs> great, great quality comedy. Until Amazon buys us all, then we won't yeah. be funny anymore, but we will yeah. be rich. But straight up, we do have a Patreon. If you want to support us uh, and you have a buck or two to spare, a dollar like a month is even like amazing for us because we have a lot of things that we are wanting to do now and in the future and creative endeavors do take help from villages. So if you're in our village, uh, <laughs> maybe you're the water boy. I don't know. Like, give us some water. You're the shaman. <laughs> you want to send over some drugs? That's cool too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Adele's got a better her eyes. Her eyes on the prize here. I guess. Uh, I just wanted some water. I'm just really thirsty here. But I'm just thirsty. Also, I want clean water. Friends, I know it's locked down and everything's kind of. Uh, you know, weird and that you're home and you're drinking a lot, but whatever you do, don't drink and drive. Just take an Uber, go for a walk. It's good for you, but don't drink and drive. We're drunk, but we're not driving. Lunges, lunge all the way you home. You can lunge all the way home. <laughs> you're going to have glutes of steel, my friend. Dude, could you imagine if you lunged all the way home, how fucking fit your butt would be? Bro, it'd be like a fucking it'd be like a bronze of steel you'd be like you'd be like the mo that that rock statue what's that guy's name <laughs> michael you'd be like michael what are you the, talking about you know, you know like the greek but i don't know if he's a greek the rock the rock michelangelo wait no that was the artist <laughs> david david, david. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> hey, none yeah, of you guys. I see it now. Okay, yeah, David. None of you guys have ever actually seen Michelangelo's butt, so just don't. You know, he might have had that same butt. I don't know why that's he the only the butt I can think of. <laughs> like, can you guys think of a more relevant butt? Kim Kardashian, J Lo, oh, Touche. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of relevance. Uh, uh, Cardi B. Um, okay okay fine david the michelangelo statue might be a little outdated it's a classic it's a classic it's never outdated 
yeah, it's, it's like timeless. Luke, David's like the Bucare. Dude, the straight Bucare. up. You got to re-examine it every once in a while. Hmm. Revisit. <laughs> mm, it's a very balanced. It makes sense. It's tight. It's nice. Uh, okay. Delicious. Delicious. <laughs> okay, so don't drink and drive. Just okay, don't do it. Just don't do it. Um, and then also mm. thank you everyone the support talk tales. Uh, Grayson for the logos. Uh, Leighton for logos. Uh, Rashid, you're the man. You kick ass and you take names and thank you for editing all of our stupid shit uh and who am i forgetting josh our theme song josh we never forget you we miss you all the way in arizona yeah, yeah. what are you all warm uh no it's actually really cold out there oh, right what, now you're so freezing right now uh and then uh yeah so thank you guys so much and let's go out of this podcast oh if you want to contact us talk to us podcast at gmail.com Talk to us at podcast on Instagram. Talk to us at podcast. Up your butt. Your, your mama. <laughs> at your mama. <laughs> All the platforms. We're there. And then uh, also. Text me. Oh, call me. Another big, another big one. Uh, take one of our cocktail classes, uh, which you can get at talktalespodcast.com backslash classes. We have an eggnog seminar coming out. Yeah. So, Ooh. Take that. It's gonna be fun. Take it's take our seminar. Nice. We might sound silly and s- sometimes so sexy on here, but uh, we're actually guess, not. But at guess all. what? We're super bar nerds, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, our, our bar nerdery really comes out in our cocktail classes. <laughs> we're actually like more prudish with our bar techniques than you would think. Yeah, you think that we thrust? <laughs> our, you think we thrust our uh, our vocal cords on this mics? But wait till we thrust our bar knowledge into your cocktail cups. It's gonna be tight. Okay, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> All right, everyone, take a class. Uh, join us in a cheers. Thank you so much, Sarah. You're fantastic. And love Adele, you. I love you. I love uh, you. I love you, and I love your mother too. I love you. I'm okay Thank with my mom. I love you. <laughs> cheers, you guys. All right, cheers. Charles, Charles, Charles. Talk to you. Talk to you. Talk to you. Talk to you.